hello, my fellow leaders. Welcome to this week's episode of JC Talks, a leadership podcast where we help you ignite your culture, lead with empowerment, and live on purpose. I'm your host, JC Hurtado Prater, and this week on the podcast, we will be discussing the disciplines of personal mastery, five tools to master the subconscious mind. Stay tuned for episode 31 of JC Talks. Welcome you back to another episode of JC Talks, a leadership podcast. If you would, please hit the like and subscribe button. Tell a friend if this is adding value to your life. We want to make sure that that's that's all our aim is, to make sure that we're helping you on your journey to becoming a greater person, a greater leader, and that you'll be able to lead a greater organization. We're talking today about the five tools of mastering the subconscious mind. We've been in a series where where we've been talking about this idea of personal mastery and what that is. And so before we dive into that, I just want to review what personal mastery is. It is a journey, not a destination. It's not something that happens uh, in one uh, weekend or a few days, or there's five steps to it. Well, there are actually, you know, steps and points and all this, but it's a journey. It, 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 it takes a while uh, before you reach this idea of personal mastery. So here's what it looks like. Number one, it's this. Here are the five key points of personal mastery. Number one, it's continually clarifying what is important to you. So I would actually call these the five key actions to personal ma- uh, mastery, continually clarifying what is important to you. Number two, continually learning to see your current reality, where you are right now, continuing to see that more clearly. Number uh, three, continually generating and sustaining creative tension in your life. And what that means is this, and we talked a lot about this, uh, your creative tension is when you have a personal vision. And if you're watching this on the video, you would see my hands are way over here. So you have a, per- a personal vision that is way out in front of you from where you are right now. And you have a current reality. That, that distance between the vision, the personal vision or the organizational vision, team vision, whatever it is, and your current reality, that is what is called creative tension, which then leads to emotional tension. What we do if we're not careful we think because we have this tension in our lives that uh, possibly I'm making the wrong decisions. So what do we do? We, 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 we back down and we, we don't achieve the vision. And this happens more, more often than what we knew. The only way to get rid of that tension is you have to achieve the vision. So it means you have to move closer to the vision and that will help to alleviate some of that tension, or you've got to bring that tension all the way back to you and don't do any. And, and that's what most people do in life. Okay, that that tension between where they are and their vision is too much. And so they just release the vision. I don't have the vision anymore. There's no more tension. Life is easy. Okay. Uh, Number four, continually pursuing growth and learning. They never arrive. I'm reading this book right now that talks about the learning organization. And the author states 
that the organizations that will survive in this context, especially what we're doing, this book was actually written in, in 2011. But when you think about where we are in 2021, and that's 10 years later, the organizations that are surviving and thriving right now during COVID and everything else that we're going through are the organizations that are learning organizations, right? They're constantly evolving. They're constantly adapting to the world and the industry around them. All right. Uh, so you continually you are continually pursuing growth, which means this, you never arrive as a person, as a team, an organization, there's never a set destination. Uh, and when you reach that destination, if you set a destination for yourself, that's great. But if you're talking about an organization or a team, you might have a destination and then it's time for you to get off and someone else lead, right? Because learning evolution, it, it just never stops. And, 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 and for those of us as people, it should never stop as well. It should be something we're doing all the way up till the very last breath, the very last minute of our time here on earth. It is a journey, not a destination. And the number five is this continually thinking long-term versus short-term. So this goes back to this idea of personal mastery. It's when you're making decisions, you're not simply thinking about, or you're, or you're not only thinking about you and what's best for you. You're thinking about what is best for you. What's best for your, um, if you're thinking about a personal decision and you have children, well, what's best for your children? What, what's best for your partner, spouse, close friends, those who are around you, your family. If you're a team leader, what's best for the team? What's best for the organization? And not just right here, what's best three years down the road? In this decision I'm getting ready to make, what would be best three years, five years, six years, seven, eight, nine, 10, 20 years down the road? Learning to think like that. Now, I, I understand that we live in a world where you have to make rapid decisions, rapid fire decisions based on what's in front of you right now. But a person who is personally mastered Okay, will take time and consider all the consequences of their decisions before they make that decision. So today we're going to talk about this idea of mastering the subconscious mind. Uh, last episode, we left off, we talked about a commitment to the truth. Um, and we left off with the following question. Here's, here's the question uh, that we asked ourselves. If I do not overcome the structural conflicts holding me back. So structural conflicts are the, the mindsets that are holding you back, the things in your personal life. So let's just talk about you. I don't want to talk about the team right now. I, I don't want to talk about the organization. I want to talk about you. So in your life, you've got your current reality. You've got this personal vision and, and there's something in your life that's holding you back. You may not know what it is, but I'm, I'm here to tell you what it is. It is what is called structural conflict. And what we're going to learn today, it all starts in your subconscious mind. It's your thinking. It's how your mind works. And all of that is holding you back. Uh, from moving forward. So not only do you have this creative tension that's all the way over here between you and your personal vision, you also have this tension that exists between you and your structural conflict. The structural conflict is constantly, it's a rubber band, constantly trying to pull you back. Okay. So that's what it is. So the question was, if I do not overcome the structural conflicts holding me back, what could the outcome be? And the inverse, here's the inverse of that question. What if I do overcome the structural conflicts. What could the consequences be? What could the outcomes be, right? So that's a question that we want to look at. And I want to state this. Our success in life, your success, my success, is defined by our ability to overcome structural conflict, which means remapping and re-engineering our subconscious mind. I want to stop here and say this. Uh, I'm taking all of this information today uh, from the book, the Fifth Discipline by Peter Senge. Highly recommend 
that you get this book, especially if you're in any kind of a leadership role, you're in a management role, you're in human resources. Uh, this is a phenomenal book that really looks at this idea of systems thinking and the learning organization. That's kind of been a newer term in recent history. It's not new to us in 2021, but it's a newer term in recent history. What does it mean to be a learning organization? And, and, and Peter Senge, I would say, is, is the father of the learning organization. So I highly recommend uh, that book. So we need to confront structural conflicts in our lives. And all of this comes from the book, uh, The Fifth Discipline by Peter Senge. So be before we dive in and we look at kind of the um, uh, five tools to master the subconscious mind, what I want to look at, I want to look at, I believe there are three different points here that I want us to kind of look at, okay? Uh, these first two points, and then we'll dive into the, into the tools. Um, I want you to understand this, that your subconscious mind is a data storage unit that really controls everything. It's why when we go on a diet every January and you do this and I do this and we say, here's what we're going to do. And the next thing we know, three weeks later, we're back in the donuts. We're back in that. And we wonder, why did I do this? You know, our conscious minds, we have, I think, it, and there would be people who would say you have three different minds up there. You have a conscious mind, which is what you're doing right now. You're listening. It's it's your actions that take place. It's when you watch TV. It's when you, uh, you know, it's it's. Um, you know, it's when you're having a conversation, it's uh, it's when you're doing work where, where your mind is present on that work. It, you know, you're going to the gym, you know, all these things. It, it's your conscious mind at work right now. That's your present. Uh, and, and then what I would say is that you have what, what is called your subconscious mind. And so your subconscious mind is everything. It's like the picture. You've probably seen this before of an iceberg. And we always see the tip of the iceberg, but what we don't see are the uh, the massive uh, the massive existence that lies underneath that massive existence in terms of you. What we see is kind of the top of the iceberg. That's your conscious mind. You are your subconscious mind. That's the that that that's the deeper. Um, inner tunnels of who you are. And so why we make decisions up here in the in the in the cons, uh, in the conscious mind, uh, usually belong to especially the decisions where we don't know why we're doing something that we've said in our conscious mind we don't want to do. We've actually stated it, and then we do it because there's something down here in the wiring, in the mapping of your conscious mind that is pushing you forward on this. So I want you to understand this: that you have two different minds. There was a third mind that that I just mentioned, and I can't I can't remember what it was. You have the subconscious, you have the conscious. I actually talked about this before. I've written about this. And I, if I think about it later, I'll make sure to bring it up. But I, I have since, I guess the point I'm trying to make is I've since said that there are two different minds that you have, your conscious and your subconscious. Uh, and your subconscious is really a data storage unit, right? So it controls everything. And as we're going to talk about today, how it gets the information is through all of your inputs, everything you're listening to, the people you're hanging around with, the books that you're reading, the movies that you're watching, all of this stuff. Uh, is wrapped up. And then if we, we if we were to go deeper on the subconscious mind, we'd find out that um, in your early life, your, you know, ages zero to 10 is when your subconscious mind was really developed. That's why it's so important that when we're with our children, the words we say and the actions we take um, in those first 10 years, I, I mean, I think forever we're, we should be great parents and, you know, at least pursuing that. But those first 10 years are so important. And so children that, uh, um, experience some kind of hardship or some kind of trauma in the first 10 years of life, 
I got to tell you, it may take them their entire life to work through this. And, and I, I'll speak to that personally. I, my first 10 years of life weren't uh, dynamic. Uh, some people would even say, you, you know, zero to six. So between zero to six or zero to 10 and all in that age range, I struggled and I had some things that happened in my early life. And I will tell you this, at 42 years of age, it, it is a lifetime battle um, sometimes to work through some of that and, you know, but you got to do it. You got to get up every second. And that's why I talk about this thing called personal mastery. And that's why I'm pursuing it in my own life and, you know, doing, you know, doing the hard work on a daily basis so that I'm not having to make decisions, uh, based on wiring that went wrong back when I was, you know, the ages of zero to 10. So, so anyway, that's all important. So we'll get all of that. So, so here are a couple points that I want to make before we dive into the five tools. Um, the sub, you know, there is a process where the conscious mind moves to the subconscious. Okay. So it's really important. That, and that goes to everything that we're kind of talking about here. Okay. It, it goes from the learning to the mundane. So we're all in this kind of a learning season in life. If you think about when you're a kid, you never imagine how you'd be able to drive a car. You know, I remember as a kid getting into a car and watching my dad steer around some of the highways and I, I never want to do this. But then you learn how to drive a car when you turn 15, 16, 17. And now, I mean, I drive all the time and it's, it's, that's become subconscious. It's not hard for me to get in there and learn how to drive a car. When you were a kid, the idea of talking and walking, you know, those of you who have children, when your kids are first forming it and, and, and they're trying to speak and have language and all this kind of stuff, um, it's really hard for them. It's hard for them to walk. You know, what's really easy for us is really hard for them. Why? Because they're consciously learning it, but over time it moves into the subconscious mind and it just becomes, you know, conscious. Uh, learning how to play the piano. I did that. I, I, uh, I did the John Thompson. If you've, if you've ever taken piano lessons, you know this. I did the John Thompson books in learning how to play piano. And I think about scales as you're going up and down the scales. It's really, really hard at first. And, and you look at the masters and, you know, the major pianists of our day. And all of them started right there with John Thompson, whatever book they had. And they just practiced the scales. But scales can be really hard at first. Once you practice them over and over and over, they move from being really hard to becoming um they're just, they just are, they're, they're just scales. It's not hard. They move into your subconscious mind. You know, the fundamentals of sports, if you're an athlete, when you first learn how to dribble the ball or shoot, you know, the proper way or do layups the proper way, you know, however, all that works, it's really hard at first. And then it moves in your subconscious mind. You, you think about like a Michael Jordan or LeBron James or, um, a Kobe Bryant or some of these great names that are out there, Shaquille O'Neal, they don't have to, well, Shaquille O'Neal on the free throws, that, that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. But, but these guys are so great at what they do. They don't have to stop and think because it's in the subconscious mind. They don't have to stop and think, how do I shoot a free, you know, a free throw? They've done it for years and years and years. Okay. So that's a, so, so, so we have to understand this, that what happens in the conscious eventually moves into the subconscious. And then, and this goes back to, to everything I was saying before. It's, it's why it's so important for you and me to make sure that we um, that we're very careful about what we allow into our minds, the conversations, the friends, all of the inputs that we have, all of that is slowly forming and developing what's called the subconscious mind for us. Uh, uh, the second point I want to make is this, that the subconscious mind just is, okay? It just is. Information is stored, again, based on your inputs, okay? Uh, it does not determine its focus, okay? So the subconscious mind, it's not, you know, that's what makes it a little bit dangerous. It, it really has no power down there but it controls everything you do. 
it's 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 really powerful that way it's a it's a mystery how that is but it does not determine its its focus it does not generate its own objectives it is highly uh, subject to direction and conditioning and this goes back to what you put in your mind matters because uh your subconscious mind um controls everything you do and and you might be wondering why i'm you know you know why i'm making decisions i don't want to make and then you look at all your inputs and the people you're surrounding yourself with and all that you know and you go back to the ages you know zero and ten and you know figure out how you know if you're trying to become a healthy person and maybe you're like i was i was skinny all the way up till i was about the age 21 you know never had to worry i could eat anything i wanted and never put on a pound. I mean, I'd have to force myself to gain weight. I remember when I first started lifting weights back in uh, back in high school, I, I drink so much protein shakes on top of Taco Bell and McDonald's and trying to gain weight. And I just couldn't do it. Now it's a whole nother ball game. I have to watch everything I eat. And, you know, it's it, it's a real battle for me. But here's what I'm trying to say. If you've grown up like that and you've eaten unhealthy your entire life and now you're in your 30s and 40s and you're trying to make changes and you're wondering why, why do I keep going back to the donuts? What's because you went back to the donuts, you know, in those first few years of life because you could. Now you can't. And you've got all these problems that happen from it. Right. So it's subject to direction and conditioning. So what you do consciously out here in the conscious mind, it gets into the subconscious mind. And it um, if we're not careful, it gets buried in there. And uh, and that's why we make some of the decisions we make. The subconscious mind, and you know this, I know this, it exists with contradictory thoughts and feelings, right? So there's all kinds of stuff. There's all kinds. Of, and this is why it's important to meditate. And we'll talk about this here in a second. It's important to meditate, to journal, to really center yourself, because there's all kinds of stuff going down there. And, you know, you know, if, if you've been in a situation where you've got some, you know, some decisions you have to make, if you're not careful and you let your subconscious mind make that decision for you, it probably is not going to be the, you know, the best decision that you can make because uh, you've got all these contradictory thoughts and feelings. You've got everything swirling around down there. And that's why it's important that you take time and, and process, right? That's, you know, humans have the ability to do that. Animals kind of, that's, that's why they're animalistic. They just react to everything, react, react, react. Humans, we have the ability to process. And it's important to do that because our subconscious mind, which controls so much of what we do, um, there's all kinds of junk going on around there. So we got to make sure that that we're doing what we can to process. OK, so here's five tools. And I'm going to kind of blast through these a little bit uh, because I'm, I'm trying to shorten up these podcasts so they're not so long. So here we go. Five tools and actions to master the subconscious mind, because here's the deal. If you don't master it, it's going to master you. And you wonder why you're making bad decisions in life. It all comes back to the subconscious mind. OK, and we said that at the very end of last week's podcast. OK. Everything you do comes back to it. So here's how you uh, master your subconscious mind. Number one, through meditation. I know some people have, you know, some suspicious around, some suspicion around this. Um, I have found it to work personally in my life. And what meditation is, it's simply this stopping, it's calming, it's resting. I actually did a podcast on that. Um, uh, I, I think it was one of the JC thoughts. So if you want to know more about that, go back and grab that. But it's this idea of literally stopping. And then calming your, 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 yourself down and that you either lay down or you sit in a lotus position, you know, however you want to do it. And then you rest and you focus on the breath, right? It's this consistent focusing on the breath and trying to, trying to 
uh, move things out of your mind. And, and in doing that, there's something powerful. It's, it's, it's the most simple thing you can do. But I found in doing that, it really organizes the mind in a much better way. So that's one way is meditation. Number two, focus on the results versus focusing on the obstacles. A lot of times in our mind, um, you know, in our lives, when we have a goal in front of us, if we're not careful, we begin to focus on all the obstacles in front of us as opposed to what the outcome is going to be. Uh, so what we need to do is look at the, at the vision, right? We need to separate what we want uh, from the work that needs to happen, right? So if you want to write a book, stop thinking about the every single day having to get up and write, and you're going to have to do that, right? You, you're going to have to plan the book out and get up and do it. But the visualization uh, where your mindset needs to be is on the day that it's published and it's adding value to somebody's life, right? So that's the focus on the outcome, you know, the vision. And that's why it's so important to have a personal vision versus the work and the mission. You've got to do the work. You've got to do the mission. But in those moments of visualization, you know, uh, visualization and, and and, 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 and looking at your vision, what you want to focus on is the vision, not the, not the work around you. And this goes into this, you know, this, this next thing here, visualize your success, have what's called a mental rehearsal. In in this book by Peter Senge, he talks about this. He talks about how athletes do this, you know, a great deal. They visualize what they're going to do. I've heard weightlifters talk about this when they put the extra 25 pounds on and it's it's more than they've ever lifted in their entire life. Be, before they sit down to lift, they'll stop and think for a few minutes, okay? And, and you think, what are they doing? Are, are they falling asleep over there on the weight bench? No, they're visualizing. Okay, one, two, three, four, and they're picturing if they have got eight reps in front of them, what they're probably picturing are reps six, seven, and eight, because they could probably get through one, two, three, four with the spotter five. It's when you get the six, seven, and eight. So they're visualizing it. And there's actual studies that show athletes who do this, um, it really works and it helps them in their performance on the court or on the field, um, you know, wherever they're at, it, 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 it really, so I want to encourage you to do the same thing, mentally rehearse, whatever it is that you're trying to get done, you know, go through it. If, if you've got an interview, a job interview, you, you know, you've got a relationship maybe that you want to get, you know, better at, you know, visualize the date. What are the things you're going to talk about? You know, we're getting into, that's way out of my range, but visualization uh, helps. Okay. Uh, know your interim versus, uh, intrinsic goals. Okay. So there are interim goals and there are intrinsic goals. So let's say you want to become the CEO of a company. That's kind of an interim goal. What do you really want from that? And, and, and this goes back to this idea of telling the truth, you know, to yourself, because here's something that we're going to talk about here in a second. Your subconscious mind is not going to let you have uh, what you want when you've lied to yourself about it. Okay. You've got to be truthful with yourself. So if you say, I want to be a CEO of a great company, well, why? Well, you're telling yourself, because I want to help people and I want to be part of the strategy and I want to, but really what it is, is you want some significance. You go all the way back to that time in the playground when somebody said something to you when you were seven, eight years old, and those words have stuck with you for your entire life. Or maybe a teacher said something or you you missed a grade or you didn't get accepted into a school you wanted to or someone didn't give you the job and you're, boy, I can't wait till I can show them, you know, and, and I would say this, that there's nothing wrong with that, but you've got to be honest with yourself about why you're going after what, what you're going after. So know your interim goals. That's the, that's the thing you think you want, but really the intrinsic goal, that's what you really want. And then it's important for you to understand and know what's truly important to you. And that goes back to what we just talked about. Tell the truth, right? Lie detectors work. The reason why lie detectors, and I believe they still 
you know, polygraph test. I believe they still implement those. They work because there's something that happens in your body when you tell a lie, when you tell a lie to somebody else, when you tell a lie to yourself. Now, there are people who've been able to beat that and they've They've done a lot of personal work to figure out how to change their physiology and, you know, and, you know, change their uh, how their body works and how their mind works when, when they tell a lie. But for the rest of us out there who haven't done that work, um, you know, the truth when you tell lies to yourself constantly, it does. It brings dis-ease into your body, which then could actually bring actual disease. Right. Uh, so you've got to tell the truth about what you want and why you want it. Uh, and, and, and then here's, here's another tool. So we've got, uh, you know, the first tool is meditation. The second tool is focus on results. The third tool is know it's truly important to you and don't, don't lie. You've got to be committed to the truth about that. The fourth tool to master your subconscious mind, uh, move towards the right goal, right? Conscious determination versus subconscious truth, right? I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. But you've got to know uh, what you really want, right? You've got to move towards the right goal. And that goes in, into everything we just talked about in order to focus the subconscious mind. And, and, and this is a big part of it because there's so much stuff going on in your subconscious mind. Uh, it gets really distracted and you're going on with the goal. And, 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 and if you're not visualizing and you're not staying focused on that goal every single morning, uh, getting up and actually writing it down and, and looking at that goal. And, and this is why I believe in vision boards. That's part of this process of visualizing the life you want. I believe in vision boards. Then your mind gets all unfocused because then you go out that day and you meet somebody and you have a, you know, a great conversation with them and a new opportunity comes up and you're chasing after that. Why? Because you're all over the place. You, 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 you have to be clear on what you want and then every single day move towards that goal. So in order to focus the subconscious mind, you have to be clear on exactly what you want. And then again, I would say put it on a vision board and every single day you get up and you look at it, you look at it, you look. And this is why it's important to have what we call a personal vision, an authentic personal vision. It can't just be some, some vision that somebody else gave to you. Your mom and dad said this or somebody else. No, it's got to be authentic to you. Why? Because you have a personal vision that's all the way over here, right? You've got your current reality where you are. That's kind of your conscious mind and that you're present. You've got the structural conflict. And here's what I would say this. What is most true in your life will always win out. What is most true in your life will always win out. Out. So when you try to lie to the subconscious mind, and some of you've done this before in jobs, in relationships, and I've done this before, and, and then I wonder why the goal doesn't happen. Why? Because what is most true will always win out in your life. So do the hard work of telling yourself the truth. Set that personal vision. That's very important. If you want to master the subconscious mind, you've got to, in your conscious mind, figure out, and this is hard work. And this is why we scroll in Instagram and we do all the things that, and watch Netflix, you know, unnecessarily, you know, unnecessarily and needlessly and over and over. And we eat food we shouldn't eat. And we do all the things we shouldn't do. Why? Because we're avoiding what's really true in our life. And so this is one of the things I try to focus on in my own life. And I want to encourage you to do the same, really hone in on that personal vision, because once you know where you're going, it's easier to tell your subconscious mind, hey, this is the path we're going, whether you like it or not. And there's a whole, I probably need to do another podcast on this because there's so much more that we could talk about this, but you've got to take control of your, um, of your subconscious mind. And one of the most important ways is to tell the truth and move towards, towards the right goal, move towards the right vision. Finally, watch your inputs. Watch your inputs, people, podcasts, the entertainment, the food you eat, 
If you're constantly eating sugar, there are all kinds of you know studies out there that showcase sugar is not great for you. It's not great for your mind. It's not you know none of that's good for you. So if you're constantly you know throwing that stuff down, then that's affecting your input. It's affecting your mind. It's you know so eat healthy, eat healthier if you possibly can. It's okay to splurge every once in a while. I I sure do, but uh, but we've got to be focused on what we're putting inside of our body and what we're putting inside of our mind. There's so much more, and we will talk more about the subconscious mind um, because there's so much more that we could discuss i could have broken that down and probably made five podcasts and i bet you before the end of the year that we will do that because this really is it's one of the most important aspects of personal mastery and it is one of the most important aspects of you and your leadership uh, you make decisions not so much based on your conscious mind you're making a lot of the decisions and choices you make based on what's going on down here in your uh, i don't know why i'm pointing down there but what's going on inside your subconscious mind so it's important that you understand how to master that and figure out what's going on. I, I'd also say this, and this wasn't written inside here, but I'll say this my final point. Get counseling if you need it. Get the help you need if you need it. Why? Because sometimes in life, we just need some outside help to help us dig down deep in, in, into that subconscious mind. We want to master the subconscious mind. Why? Because we want to master our lives. That's all I got for you today. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. JC Talks, a leadership podcast. I'll see you uh, for the next episode. And uh, also make sure you don't miss on Fridays, we put out JC Thoughts. And that's where I just get on here and just kind of rant about whatever I want to rant about. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. Hit that like and subscribe button. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Yeah.